Unconventional advice would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, past, present and emerging. This podcast respects and acknowledges the Ningaloo's traditional owners, Yinikatira people and their predecessors who have lived here for the last 30,000 years and likely much longer. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. This is Unconventional Advice with Ricky Farrelly, the podcast that helps you navigate your 20s and everything that life throws at you. It's real life university where we talk money, career, relationships, and all the crazy shit in between. Your 20s is a fucking wild time, and let's be honest, no one has a clue what they're doing. So, before we get into it, just a disclaimer, I'm not a professional, every topic discussed is purely based off my personal experience and opinions, and if you're really struggling or need some serious advice, please seek the help of a professional because that is definitely not me. Now, let's get into it. Before we get started today, I just wanted to say a massive thank you to Astoria Activewear for partnering with the pod. So Astoria Activewear is a lifestyle brand that always will bring you quality activewear to empower you to reach your goals. Guys, I'm not kidding. Every time I wear their activewear, I get so many compliments. I was walking with Philly the other day and I had two people ask me where I got my activewear from and he was like, what the hell is going on? So, you know, if you want a little bit of attention, if you want people to look at you and go, wow, you look super hot, definitely go and check out Astoria Activewear. They just have the cutest little sets. They've got a really cute cherry one, which is absolutely amazing. And you can wear it out to brunch. It's not just for exercise. And they also have some really great plain activewear, which has the best quality. So we're super lucky today to have an ongoing discount code, Unconventional Advice 15 at the checkout for 15% off. And I believe that you can also use that on top of the other promotions that they have running. So go and check out Astoria Activewear. The link will be in the bio and use the discount code Unconventional Advice 15 for 15% off. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Unconventional Advice. So today I have my bestie Alex on. I have actually had her on before and we talked about career paths but today we are talking about everything like health and fitness and it's just like little quick tips that you guys may not know. She is actually doing the course that I did, the nutrition course. So she's studying to be a nutritionist as well. And she's also a personal trainer. So she's super knowledgeable. She knows her stuff. And we're going to talk about all the tips and tricks. I'm really excited. Before we get into it, though, I guess I did say I would have a little tip of the week or whatever I said. This week, I would say that my favorite thing I'm using is the Basic Girls Guide. So this is actually a kind of like, I don't know how you would say it, like a diary where you can put everything in and I'm not one to like write down stuff. It's just like a little app and it's the best thing. I feel like even if you don't have much on, like even if you literally go to work and that's it, even like scheduling, like putting your work in there 
putting your, like if you have gym sessions, putting your gym sessions in or even just scheduling out time to do that or even scheduling in like when you'll go and see your boyfriend or when you'll see your friends. And it's really good because I don't know, sometimes people will ask me to hang out and I'll be like, oh, okay, here is my schedule for the week. And then you can like kind of have a look without sending them like your roster. I don't know. I feel like it's just such a good app and it doesn't have to be that like specifically, but even just something that you can just sort your life out. And it's so good to just go to the one place and see everything you have to do that week. And you can also have like little weekly goals as well. So that's my tip for the week. And yeah, I hope you enjoy the episode. Okay. Welcome Alex to the podcast. Welcome back. Thank you so much. So good to see you again. I know. I'm so excited to have you on, especially for this topic today. Yeah, this is a really, really good topic. Yeah. So before we get into it, how have you been? How have you been going? I've been so good. So I'm back on the Gold Coast now and working away um, just in the health and fitness space and really, really loving it. So yeah, but the Gold Coast is missing you. I know. Being over in X now. Of course, as soon as you move back to the Gold Coast, I've left the Gold Coast. Classic. classic classic you'll be back yeah exactly so oh my gosh I'm so excited to talk to you about this today so everyone's probably like what are we actually going to talk about because I just did two episodes on health and fitness but I want to do this health advice kind of like one-on-one because Alex has taught me so much and we both are obviously personal trainers and she's like you've got all your qualifications for everything and then she's doing the course that I did for nutrition (laughs) at the moment as well So she knows all the things and she's got all the best tips and tricks. So I thought it'd be really good to like just give you just some straight up tips and tricks if you want to get into your health and fitness or if you just want to learn like a little bit more. Oh, that's so kind. I definitely don't (laughs) know everything. I have so much to learn, especially during that course. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, no, it is. It is good. I like thought I knew so much before I did the course and I was like, oh, I literally don't know anything. Oh, but that's the thing about the advice out there. Like there is a lot of advice, I think, especially on social media. A lot of it contradicts each other as well. So I think today will be really good to just bring it back to basics. Definitely. Yeah. Bring it back and actually get advice from people who know what they're talking about. I like literally did a whole rant in my other podcast, but just people who like take advice from like skinny influencers who think that they they're like oh this is my like workout routine but I'm like you're not even a personal trainer like you don't even know what you're doing and people just like follow all of their workouts and advice I'm like what are you doing yeah I know it's a hard space but I guess anyone can kind of put what they want out there and then it is up to the individual to kind of choose what they what they value and I think that's what we're going to speak about today as well like bringing it back to your personal values yeah definitely well let's get straight into tip number one hey so you are gonna go first so what's your first tip for everyone awesome well I think my first tip is what I've just mentioned so identifying what health means to you I think the definition of health as a generic sense is usually like to be free of illness or injury or to be within a healthy weight range. But in reality, health is so much more than that. There are so many different pillars of health. There's social, there's mental health, there's, you know, just obviously physical well-being, what you're consuming in body and mind. So I think what I would recommend to somebody when they want to start is to identify their top three priorities in their health and what it means to them and then that can feed into how they want to navigate it yeah and I think that's so true hey because 
people can be like quote unquote healthy and be going to the gym five times a week and eating healthy, but like they may not be getting any sleep or they may have really bad like relationships or like social relationships. So it's like, that's part of health as well. You know, you might go to the gym five times a week, but if you're not sleeping enough, then like you may as well not even be going to the gym because it's so bad for your body to get like two hours of sleep a night or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So definitely doing priorities. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. What's your tip? So tip number two, and this is just the first one that came to my head. So the best way to fuel your body and lose weight, if that's what you want to do, obviously, if that's like your priority, is to sort of have the biggest meal at breakfast, a medium meal at lunch, and then something light for dinner. So having like carbs and heavy food at night is hard for your body to digest. And it gives you long lasting energy, which I talked about in my last podcast, which is something that you don't need, especially if you're about to go and lay down for like eight to 10 hours. And this energy can then be stored as fat if you're not using it. So fueling your body in the morning gives you energy throughout the day. And that's the best thing. So I had so many clients who would be like, yep, I didn't eat any breakfast this morning. And then they would like have a really small salad for lunch. And then I'd say, okay, well, what did you have for dinner? And they were like, oh, I just had like pasta. And then like, I just had a few pieces of chocolate and stuff for dessert. And they were like, oh, I'm just feeling really tired. And like, they weren't feeling amazing. And I was like, well, you've got to give yourself fuel in the morning because that's when you go and you do work and you use your brain and you use your body. And then you can actually like have energy for your whole day. You know, you don't need energy at nighttime, especially if you're literally just going to go and lay down and go to sleep. Yeah, I think that's like a really good point. It's so hard though, because it's, I really do think it comes down to the individual. The way I like to eat is I look at, because I like to have three kind of meals and maybe some snacks, but I look at the meal and I'm like, does this have adequate protein? Is it balanced with carbs yeah. and fats? And then kind of like, is it mainly whole foods? But yeah, like I understand some people have different schedules as well. They'll have kids, but I am definitely a fan of brekkie. Yeah. I know some people aren't, but I am. And I think it's actually a good sign if you wake up hungry. Definitely. I feel like that is just indicating your metabolism's in good nick. And yeah, it's aligning with your kind of circadian rhythm as well. Yeah, definitely. And like, you know, if you if you wake up and you tend to not eat breakfast and then throughout the whole day you're feeling like so tired, eating food and like fats and proteins in the morning, that's going to help you so much. Like I think people don't really realize or go, oh, I'll just have a coffee in the morning and that'll wake me up. But having like, you know, adequate macronutrients in the morning, like you will feel such a big difference if obviously you can eat breakfast. I know some people literally can't stomach it, but if you can stomach it, for sure have like a nice breakfast yeah yeah definitely and if you can't like it's about having even just something small to kind of get into the habit if it's something you're looking to start like a homemade protein ball or yeah something yes homemade protein balls so good you make them all the time (laughs) yeah i love balls (laughs) yeah i love balls too (laughs) 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 all right so what's tip number three for you Okay, well, I'll go into the um, same bedtime and rise time. I think that has helped me a lot with the sleep schedule. Even on the weekends, like, you know, you might want to sleep in a little bit more. That's totally fine. But try as best as you can. I would recommend to go to bed yeah, at a similar time and wake up at a similar time. 
I have loved getting up at 5 a.m. Like it wasn't easy, but obviously working in fitness, I kind of have to get used to it. But I also love it and it's become my favorite part of the day. It's so peaceful. You can start the day however you want. But I think brightness and lights is something that really affects me. I've noticed myself become really sensitive to lights. So in the morning, I do like to like flick on that light switch nice and bright. And at night, I like to have them dim. And I do like to put my screens away uh, at least an hour before bed. Yeah. And then kind of read or journal or just, yeah, because your body will react to that. I think that's so good too because like, (laughs) you know, I – I'm terrible on my phone but like if I will read before bed I find I go to sleep so much quicker than like if I've been watching TikTok or something before bed it's so much better to like read a book or do something without having that screen in front of your face because your body just like gets to calm down and then you can like easily go to sleep yeah yeah and I think there's a lot of pressure these days to constantly be available for people so I think like I'll get into some conversations over a text message um, at nighttime, but then just about setting those boundaries and being like, okay, lovely. Well, I am going to put my phone away today. Always make sure I say that. And then, you know, true friends will respect that and understand and nothing can be super important after, you know, too late anyway. I agree. Exactly. And yeah, just be firm. I love how you do that too. Like, I love how you're just like, it's I've no, done it but to it's, you. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's okay. so good though because you're like, all right, done it to everyone. And then I'm like, okay, that's good because you know if you are by yourself or you're with your family or you've got a partner and you're like still messaging people at like 10:30 at night, you know, it's like you don't need to be doing that. So it's good you just go, okay, this is enough messages for today. I'm totally. gonna chill. Yeah, yeah, and be present with yeah your loved ones and yeah, that's really nice. That's a good tip. Okay. Your tip. Okay, so this is a tip (laughs) and I literally messaged Alex and I said straight from the horse's mouth because I love a bit of alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) You do work in a a bottle shop, so kind of hard. Yeah, I did did work in a bottle shop, so it was hard not to drink. But I think just having this knowledge, I'm not saying don't ever drink, but I think just having the knowledge. So obviously I think people know that alcohol does have a lot of calories. You know, it's just, and that can obviously impact, that can impact your weight gain and also like your weight loss if that's what you want. But for example, like the average bottle of wine has about 650 calories to 750 calories. So if you are, you know, wanting to lose weight and that's your goal, that can obviously impact it. Now, I'm not saying don't drink alcohol. I'm just saying it's good to know and have a bit of an idea, I think, about, you know, alcohol and then what it does to the body as well. So pretty much your body metabolizes alcohol first. And it does this because it treats alcohol like a poison. So what it does is it shuts down all of your other metabolic pathways to focus on metabolizing the alcohol because obviously it's treating it like a poison. So alcohol will shut down your fat burning for 12 to 36 hours depending on the dose and on the individual. So if you do eat healthy when you drink, most of the time that food isn't even being digested properly and either it'll just leave your body or it'll be stored as energy and that can be stored in your fat cells. So pretty much even if you do eat the healthiest dinner in the whole world and you have a bottle of wine with it, 
your digestion can be impaired by it. And most of the time you won't actually absorb those nutrients. So if you have like a big salad and you have a whole bottle of wine or something, most of the time those nutrients can't actually be digested and put back into your body because your body is just so confused and working on digesting that alcohol and that poison that you've just put in your body. In saying that, I still drink for sure and I still drink at night time. But I think if you're doing it every day, it is good to just have that idea about what's going on inside your body and inside your digestive system when you do consume alcohol. Yeah, I could not agree more. That's so well said. It's so funny because the reception is like cracking up a bit. So you sounded like a bit like, I'm like, have you had wines right now? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry if I'm like pause. I'm I'm trying to make it, but I got most of it. And I think I'd just like to add on to that like the emotional state in which you do consume alcohol, make sure it's in good company because it does tend to exacerbate the feelings that you're feeling in that moment. But I think it all is just about moderation. I definitely love wine. Anyone who knows me knows how much I love wine. Yeah, especially, but like with yummy food, I think it's it's a nice joy of life. But definitely, yeah, not every day. And if you are having it every day, I think when you're having it every day, it's actually a habit. It's not out of enjoyment. I guess it comes back to coffee as well, right? Like coffee I have every day, probably out of a habit. I love it, but it becomes into your ritual. Whereas also with like adequate protein and adequate all of those things, that's a ritual as well. So I think it's just like picking and choosing what does your ideal ritual look like and then navigating it from there. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I guess just like not taking advantage and having it every night and sort of saving it to make it like a, you know, like, oh, you know, I've, I've got a friend over or, you know what, I'm actually going to treat myself today instead of being like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, you know, having a glass of wine as standard as like using your knife and fork at dinner kind of thing, you know, like it's nice to yeah. make it a bit special. Beautiful. Yes, I love that. All right. So tip number five for you. What's tip number five? Oh, that's beautiful. I feel like all these tips are just going to like melt into one another because yeah. my next tip was eat without distractions as often as you can so I think the wine thing comes into that it's like you know make sure it's intentional and really enjoy that experience so I introduced this probably a few years ago I definitely still eat in front of screens mm. sometimes because sometimes you're like time poor or you just feel like watching a YouTube whilst you're eating but majority of the time if you can eat away from screens and distractions because half the time, I'm sure we've all experienced this, you can eat a meal and you're watching something and then you're like, oh, did I even eat that? Like, So really, really enjoy it. Obviously, I know I'm very mindful now. I have lots of friends with kids. So I feel like that is a big distraction. And, you know, you're responsible for that little human to live. So they become priority. But just as often as you can, really try and tune in and be mindful of what you're consuming. And also listening to as well. Like if you're listening to heavy metal, that might stress your system yeah. as well, unless that calms <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> Some people it does. No, I think that's They're like, ah. so relaxing a bit of heavy metal in the morning. <laughs> Look, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like I definitely agree because like, I just noticed, and especially, you know, sometimes you put so much effort into making a meal 
And then all of a sudden you look down because you've been on your phone and it's gone and you're like, shit, I like don't even remember what that tasted like. Exactly. And I love food, so I want to like enjoy it, you know, and other things can wait. It doesn't actually take that long to eat a meal. But also take your time, like chew and yeah, yeah, take your time. (laughs) Okay, next tip from you. Okay, so tip, I think this is it on a six. Be mindful of takeaway. I know people do know, like, takeaway is not, like, the healthiest thing in the whole world. I think it's pretty obvious. But I think (laughs) my main point is, like, takeaway food has a lot more hidden uh, bad foods and calories and sugars and salts that you think. So, for example, when I was young, this was my first job, but I worked at Noodlebox and I could not believe this shit they put in that food. Like, it is unbelievable. <laughs> so, what did they well, put in okay, it? So, I would cook most of the food. You know, they have tofu for like the vegetarian stuff. And I was vegetarian at the time. They would make me deep fry the tofu for like five minutes. So, like, the tofu had so much oil in it. But obviously, if you were going to order it, you'd be like, oh, that's healthy, like a tofu thing, you know, like tofu and noodles. That's, like, so healthy. But, like, realistically, it's, like, <laughs> just squished with, like, oil and just, like, full of oil. Like, it's actually terrible. And I can't imagine it would be a quality oil. No. It's probably like a vegetable the cheapest, oil nastiest vegetable oil you can get. And then... They had these cashews, which they would put in like the honey soy, and I would have to deep fry the cashews as well. No way! I couldn't believe it, and I was like, "Why the hell do I have to deep fry the cashews? Like they they taste good on by themselves." (laughs) But it was just crazy. That is so unnecessary. Unnecessary, and then also I would look at the sources because at that time it was super super health conscious, and I looked at the grams of sugar like per serving of uh sauce that you would have like teriyaki whatever and in every sauce I'm not joking there was like 40 plus grams of sugar per serving like a huge amount of sugar and like oh it's crazy and I used to look and I used to go to noodle box and think oh that's actually pretty healthy like it there's vegetables in it you know there's noodles there's there's meat there's protein but after working there I was like I cannot believe how unhealthy this is and you you just wouldn't even know yeah you make a really good point that's it hey and that's it's kind of sad because like I think a lot of time people lose faith or they give up because they're like oh it's just too hard oh I thought I was doing the right thing by even getting like Govinda's or something well that's actually but you know like or something noodle box with broccoli in it then they immediately think it's healthier I know I think (laughs) it is so hard because like I think it was like with a lot of my clients I always wanted nutrition advice and I'd just give them like a few tips and stuff and they were like oh I just feel like it's so hard like to do everything because they'd be like oh what about this and I was like oh that's actually not very good and they'd be like oh what about this and I'm like oh that's not really good either and they were like yeah you know fuck like I can't I can't do anything and I'm like I know that you feel like that but once you know and I think that's the thing is just like listening to stuff like this once you know you're gonna be all over it I think it's just initially learning that it can seem so overwhelming but once you know it's super easy and you go oh you know what that's probably not like the best thing for Mm. my body but it does take time yeah it does take time and I think it's harder because like it depends like where your priorities and where your passions lie right like obviously you and I are very we've created a career out of it but I've just had an, a discussion I wouldn't call it an, an argument with um someone who's very close to me who um 
you know, says that they've eaten wheat bix for breakfast with sugar and milk. And then for lunch, they'd have just two toasted sandwiches with processed ham, cheese and tomato. And they've had that for pretty much like my entire life. So like 30 years. Yeah. And they're like, I just want to be healthier. I'm like, well, maybe. And I'm trying small things. I'm like, you know, we be, yeah, maybe you need more protein. I'm like, what about eggs for breakfast for you? And he was like, I'm not going to get up and cook eggs. I'm like, First of all, you have all the time in the world. I'm like, well, how badly do you want it? Yeah. And I just, like a nutritional advisor is also going to give up on you if you just continue to push back. So find mm. your why, I think, is the most important part because it's deeper, right? Like health is emotional. It's not about just, it takes time. Like one of my favorite podcasts I listened to the other day, it was like, you don't become fit after the first workout. Yeah. You become fit after the first 100 workouts before that. And you don't finish a book in the last sentence, you finish it after all the sentences that came previously. And this is the thing with health. It's But we hear it all the time. So it's like really frustrating. I just sound like a broken record. Like it doesn't happen overnight. It's like, well, how do we teach that patience? And just, I think that book like Atomic Habits was really good. It went viral. It was really basic, but I think it went viral because it was more achievable. It was like, okay, start with one push up, then the next day do two, then the next day do three. And it was changing one thing at a time rather than everything yeah. at once. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think, I don't know, I think you also do have to think about how much you want it because it's like, you know, if you really want money, you're going to go to work and you're going to get money. So, you know, why is it different with health? Like, if you really want to be healthy, you have to change things. And I think, I, I know I always talk about yeah. my clients, but I guess that's just like a real life example. It would be like three weeks and we would do measurements and they're like, oh, why haven't I lost anything? And I'm like, it's only been three weeks. And mm. I tried to do measurements. Yeah. I tried to only do them every few months, but they'd want to do them like all the time. And I'm like, you can't, you can't change so yeah. quickly. It's, it's, it's a journey. Like it's a process, you know, you go to uni for four years so that you can get the degree. You're not just going to get the degree after like a week of doing university, you know? Yeah. But the thing is, they're also so hung up on that number yeah. and they're missing the point that like, it's like, okay, cool. I actually never did measurements with my clients yeah. because I just, I can't stand it. But yeah. I'm like, okay, are you feeling better? Are you sleeping better? Are you happier? Are you craving less sweets and enjoying your food more? Like, are you getting creative in the kitchen? There are so many other positives to health. And that's where I think like, yeah, social media has a lot. Oh, not even social media, like whatever. I think people were hung up on this idea of fitness and aesthetics for many mm. years before that, like even in the aerobics era, you know, like. I just, yeah. anyway, I could go on about it forever. I think but... that is another tip. <laughs> Great though, point. Like, I love it. What you just said, like another tip yeah. is like, you know, I and it actually does annoy me a lot of the PTs, like I just see them weighing their clients all the time. And it's like, okay, like, and then, because then they might be like, because I had someone and she wanted to be weighed, but she, I had her for two years and she never lost a kilo, but she could move more. She was eating so mm. much healthier. She looked, she was so much fitter. She like, she had no flexibility before and then she had so much more flexibility. You know, she had improved on so much, but at, at the end of the day, because she wanted to weigh herself, she got so upset that she'd never lost any weight. And I was like, it's not about that. It's about how you feel. And I think that's another mm. thing. Yeah, like, so true. And I'm sure that her clothes would have been feeling better and that the weight was muscle also. So, yeah, there's those kind of factors as well. We all know muscle weighs mm -hmm. more than fat. That's why I think a good measurement is like, do my clothes feel good? Do they fit yeah. in well? Do I feel fit? Do, do I, I feel, feel healthy? Good? Do I feel like I've improved? Do I yeah. feel fit? And yeah. Most of the time they have. Exactly. Is my cardio? Yeah. 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 
Yeah, exactly. exactly. This episode of Unconventional Advice is brought to you by Minimade. Minimade was founded on the love of polymer clay. All of their earrings are handmade slowly and in small batches to ensure the best quality. They believe that jewellery is more than just gold and silver. It's a way of self-expression and that comes in all shapes, sizes and colours. Polymer clay is the perfect medium to create something for everyone as its only true limit is the maker's imagination. So whether you're looking for new earrings to go on a night out, date night or just to match your work outfit, there is everything possible and you can also get your own custom earrings. So thank you to Minimade. We have a discount code today for 10% off. It is unconventional10 at the checkout for 10% off. That's unconventional10 at the checkout for 10% off. The link is in our show notes. Thank you to Minimade for making this episode possible. My next point, I just had like some little quick food hacks because you asked me to just list some of those. So just some tips for people who do complain about it being like really hard or they're like, oh my God. And a lot of people say they don't like to read labels in the supermarket or food store, wherever you shop. And I would really encourage this to make become a habit. It takes two seconds, like just quickly look at it. The more and more you do it, you'll know why are you doing it? I'm not saying look at it for mm. calories. I'm saying look at the ingredients list first and foremost. So like you said, people say, oh, what about this? It's healthy. And you go, oh, actually kind of not. For example, tuna, tin tuna. Mm. I love I love tuna, but you have to pick the right ones. So there is, so Serena, you're like, oh, it's fancy tuna. It's more expensive. Serena, it looks Italian. It says chili um, oil. And then you look at the ingredients. It's majority sunflower oil and a little bit of olive oil. So it's a blend. And some cans have actually said now olive oil or in oil blend or something. So be really careful of those certain things. There are certain brands. There's a brand in Aldi that's like tuna slices and it's just tuna, olive oil, and a bit of salt. So, you know, little tricks like that. Also all your plant milks, but I think people are pretty around that. Like there's vegetable oils in a lot of those. There's certain brands that are fine though. Yeah. Chop up veggies. So when you buy veggies, I'm a big believer in making my food last. So I also get creative because I don't know, I hate wasting food, particularly fresh produce. So when I get it, if I have the time, I like to chop it up and then put it in containers filled with water preferably filtered water don't mean sound like a wanker but like yeah preferably and then you put it in your fridge and then it will make them last longer it will keep them crispy fresh and it also makes it easy throughout the week if you've had a whole day at work you get home you just pull out some veggies steam them air fry them whatever you want to do with your protein and if you want some rice or whatever quinoa and prep smoothie bags smoothie bags are awesome if you have some time on sunday and then you're like set for however long And you just add in a good quality protein powder, which is another thing you should really look at the ingredients of because there's a lot of shit Mm. ones out there, but there are a lot of good ones. So use your freezer. Love using the freezer. And enjoy a varied diet. I think the gym bro diet, like (laughs) having worked in a lot of gyms, I know a lot of people, look, it's mainly dudes, but like I think women might be like more emotional with their food. So we like a bit more like, oh, I feel like this. I don't know if it's something to do with like our menstrual cycle. It's another reason I'm not big on tracking calories, but that's a whole nother topic, I think, because we do need more food at certain times of the month and sometimes you won't be as hungry, blah, blah, blah. 
So enjoy a berry diet because your gut microbiome thrives off variety. So I would recommend to someone to try a new vegetable every week. There are so many people as well who say they hate veggies. Is that you? Do you not no, like veggies? No, I like much? veggies. I do surprise <laughs> you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought someone I was speaking to doesn't oh, like them. That would be it annoying. <laughs> but um, yeah, it would be really hard. But they like take it. They're like, I take a greens powder and I'm sweet. I'm like, oh, okay. But I think if you, it's like with exercise, if you identify somebody who doesn't like exercise, I will challenge you to say you just haven't found your right form of movement because humans are born to move, but it should be associated with enjoyment. So don't put yourself through a spin class just because your friend goes to spin if you hate spin. Definitely. Yeah, same with food, with veggies, but like keep trying, keep exploring. Life is about creativity and, yeah, you learn a lot about yourself when you explore with nature. No, I think like those points are so good. Like I think I've taught my clients, like there's one in particular and and I've told her like sort of what to look for, but now she actually can, you know, look at different things and especially like protein powders. And she's like, oh, this one's probably better. Hey. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly because she knows what to look for, but it's just stuff like you don't realize there's so much shit in everything. It is unbelievable how much shit they put in. So it is good to just Like there's some protein powders that are literally just like protein. And then there's some that have like all this stuff that is so unnecessary, like, and so unnecessary, your body does not need it. And I know this probably is not going to be, I don't know, you probably can't do this in every aspect of your life. But one thing I like to think of is if you don't recognize an ingredient, you probably shouldn't be having it. And I still eat, there's still packets of chips and stuff that I eat. And I'm not saying that I do this all the time. Oh, totally. Yeah. And, you know, if I'm looking at something and I want it to be healthy and I look and I don't recognize an ingredient, then I go, okay, I probably shouldn't be having this because, like, why does that need to be in there? And a lot of the time it's so unnecessary, just, like, oils and sugars and, like, all these random additives that don't need to be in food. So it is good to, like, just have a quick look at the back. Again, yeah, as Alex said, it's not about calories. Just to have a really quick squeeze and see. I did talk about that in my macronutrients podcast about the fats, but if there's trans fats in there, you probably do want to avoid it. But have a look at all that kind of stuff and all the ingredients. And if there's something that you feel like you probably shouldn't be having, then you probably shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, exactly. And I think you made a good point of like, it's not about, you know, just cutting out absolutely everything. Like if you're at a party and there's some chips, eat the chips. Like I do. I still have, I love like a little snack. It's just like mainly majority of your food, try and make it whole foods. Like it's pretty, it's pretty simple, but yeah. No, I love that. And I love like this smoothie bag thing too, because, you know, some people may not want to meal prep. And I actually used to meal prep, me and my old roommate, but it would take me all day on Sunday. And like, I was like, what am I doing with my life? But then you just have to find like the happy medium. And if you just prep some smoothie things for like, it literally takes 10 minutes to prep your smoothies for the whole week, saves you so much time. That's something I would definitely recommend. If you do like meal prepping like every single meal for your week, then go for it. But for me, I found it really draining. But little things like that, like you could literally do an hour of chopping up your veggies and putting it in water, making smoothie things, just making everything really easily accessible, then you will eat so much healthier and it will save you so much time during the week. So true. So true. Okay, so this is my last one. Take care of your coffee intake. Again, guys, straight from the horse's mouth, I drink so much coffee, but again, (laughs) (laughs) I do know the effects of it. So (laughs) even though I'm sipping on my like massive iced coffee, I'm like, 
All right, well, I know um, this is not good for me, but I st- I'm still drinking it. <laughs> So yeah, I think just take care of your coffee intake. I think it's so normal for everyone to just be like, oh my God, yep, my coffee, you know, have a coffee. Like it's just like, yep, you just have a coffee like you do water. But I don't know if people know like the actual like effects that it can have on you. So coffee, it's like a central nervous system stimulant that affects your body and it can affect your body in numerous ways. So knowing the symptoms of caffeine and its long-term effects on your body may make you think twice about having that like third or fourth cup of coffee throughout the day, which I know like so many people do. Especially working in a cafe at the moment, there's some people that come in like five times a day and get like two shots of coffee each time. And I just look at them and go, oh my God, are you okay? Like, how is your heart right now? <laughs> you should ask yeah, them, are like, you okay? Are you like, okay? Because, wow, there's a lot going on there. <laughs> so yeah, caffeine in large amounts can interfere with the absorption and metabolism of calcium. And this can contribute to bone thinning. And I'm not saying this will contribute. I'm just saying it can to bone thinning, which like can cause like osteoporosis and stuff like that. So if you do consume too much caffeine, it can cause your muscles to twitch as well. So it's obviously not good for your bones. And this is when I say this, I mean, like if you're having heaps of and heaps of it every day and you might be prone to that. So just things like that. If you do want to cut caffeine out, just do it slowly. Caffeine is a drug at the end of the day, and so is alcohol. It's obviously not as bad as like cocaine or something, but again, it's still a drug. And if you, <laughs> and if you want to wean yourself off, do it slowly because I think a lot of like I, I do, I have terrible withdrawals if I have like a few days off without coffee, like you definitely notice it. So yeah, if you consume the same amount of caffeine on a daily basis, your body can develop a tolerance to it. Other factors like your age, your body mass and overall health can determine your tolerance to caffeine too. So something I would suggest if you're getting up to like that third coffee or fourth coffee a day and you're still not feeling the effects, I would honestly suggest like cutting it back to even going cold turkey for a few weeks resetting your body and then start by having like one coffee a day and then I think you will feel the effects of it again because otherwise it's just like a never-ending cycle when you're going to have more coffees and more coffees just to stay awake throughout the day because your body is so used to it. I guess it's the same as alcohol like if you don't drink much and then you have one standard drink your body's like woohoo but if you drink every <laughs> but if you drink every day if you have one standard drink your body's like oh what's that? I don't even notice it, you know? So it is good to take that little step back from it and then let your body reset and then it'll actually work. And you can only have one coffee a day instead of having like four coffees a day. And it can really improve your overall health and your heart health because obviously it does increase and you get really stressed. And sometimes like your heart rate goes up when you have coffee. So it can be really good to just reset and go back to like one to two coffees a day instead of having multiple coffees a day. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. I also love coffee. Yeah. <laughs> but all great points. I Thank love it. You. Number nine. Yes. Well, this is my last point that I have written down anyway. I could talk about it forever, but I'm sure like, I don't know, people have <laughs> things to do, but I hope these tips have helped. So my last one is gluten-free diet is not like it does not mean healthier. So I actually have celiac disease, 
which is a lifelong autoimmune disorder, which has caused inflammation of my small intestines. I was diagnosed in 2016. I don't know how old I was, 23 or something. I don't know. And prior to that, my body was unable to absorb any kind of nutrients. So trace amounts of gluten could trigger symptoms such as bloating, weight loss, constipation, all of the fun things. So I actually couldn't put on weight for basically my entire, I just thought, because my parents are both pretty slim. I just thought I was like, I don't know, a skinny little high school kid. But turns out I wasn't absorbing my food. And I was really frustrated because I was like, I'm eating all the right things. And I was because I've always been passionate about health. I move my body. I drink enough water. Why do I always feel so tired? Why is my hair falling out? Why am I not absorb? I was low in iron. I wasn't absorbing my um, iron. I definitely was consuming enough iron. So that was really frustrating. But what gets me is I feel like a lot of people think that gluten-free is healthier, but it's actually, it's not a trend. It's not like a fad. It's a real thing that actually affects me daily tracks from the seriousness of the disease so gluten-free products there's so many out there now which is so great but a lot of them are filled with crap so just be mindful of that and I would kill to be able to eat like a beautiful fermented sourdough bread because that's actually so good for you it actually has lots of really beneficial kind of ingredients in it due to the fermentation process so yeah that's my I think that no (laughs) don't cut out that's such a good point because like and again it's not about calories but it is good to know like as you said sourdough is so good for the body and I did this actually I thought gluten-free was healthier for a while so I was having gluten-free bread do you know how many freaking calories it's so dense it's yeah (laughs) And I love oh, toast, so I still eat yeah, it. Yeah, and like, you know, if you are if you like yeah. to have two pieces of toast, which most people do, one piece of toast is like 300 calories, which like if you have avocado on top of it, your breakfast is like friggin' 5 million calories. And not that it's about calories, but if you're thinking, oh, I'm being so healthy, like, you know, for example, sourdough would have about like 60 to 80 calories per slice. And gluten-free is like 300. And also there's so much shit in gluten-free bread. It is ridiculous. There is. Yeah. So if I do. so long. The ingredients list is huge. And Helga's or whatever have brought out all those like um, fluffier ones, but they just taste like air and they're full of shit. But there is a bakery on the Gold Coast called Marie and Eaters and their bread is Mm. delicious. So I often get that and chop it up. It's cooked there in the bakery and it's all organic ingredients. And it's like obviously not super cheap. It's probably like $14 a loaf, but I chop it up, put it in the freezer, and then I'm kind of set for when I feel like it. I know you've mentioned, and I've mentioned before, it's not about calories, blah, blah, blah. I don't, I still believe like obviously there is a place for it, especially if somebody is suffering from morbid obesity or, you know, is is quite large and their weight is actually putting them at other health risks. Yeah. And I think that's the thing with like with health. If there's one issue, it's going to, it usually affects other things as well. So, for example, like celiac disease can also stress the nervous system if you're first diagnosed because you're like, it creates anxiety around, well, shit, now I know what the cause is, so what can and can't I eat? So with calories and obesity, like I think uh, the whole tracking thing is another topic, 
but it's more an educational tool. And if you really aren't aware of what's in fruit, I'm aware because I have like, I've, I don't know, studied it. So I can eyeball things and be like, okay, well, that has around 20 grams of protein. So I'm going to add this to make it up to 30 grams for this meal. But yeah, so I don't know. There's a place for it. Yeah, is what I'm saying. But it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be the main focus because you could you could feed your macros with highly processed foods and still hit your numbers. I think that's why I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, I I think like, and I did explain it in my other podcast. And you know, I said like I kind of prefaced and said like you know, if you want to lose weight, like if that's genuinely something that you want to do and you're struggling and you want like a scientific way to do it, then that's what you would yeah. do. But you don't want to get so caught up on it yeah. and track everything for the rest of your life because that can you know cause eating disorders and shit like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm so excited to listen to that oh, podcast. Oh, thank you. Sure I, I honestly, I was saying, <laughs> and I said it on there too, I was like, I feel like I'm just yelling at people when I do this, like, solo episode for myself. I'm like, wait, <laughs> your macros. Make <laughs> <laughs> sure oh, you yeah. get your protein intake. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Can yeah. I, I <laughs> love it. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much for coming on. I actually think this is exactly like what I wanted. This is perfect because it's like just really like little tips and tricks, just a little bit of knowledge that I think is going to help people, you know, just to learn a few more things and, you know, improve their health a little bit more, whether that's like sleeping or cutting down coffee or meal prepping or, you know, whatever it is, I'm sure it's definitely helped someone. So thank you so much. You're an absolute babe. <laughs> Aww. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. That's if okay. I pause at all, it's because oh, you're frozen. That's okay. I know my internet here, guys. I'm in like the end of Australia, so my internet's not amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. And I hope that, yeah, this has helped someone. Yeah, yeah. it definitely yeah. did. Thank you so much. Do you want to plug your Instagram as well? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, my Instagram is Alex Drew Health. Yeah, and she posts, and she also has, uh, you still have your activewear brand? Oh, yeah, I do. I do still have some Alex Drew sports bras that I designed and I love. I love them. So, yeah, let me know if you're keen to Yeah, them. they are actually so cute and so comfortable. I wear mine all the time. So, uh-huh. if you do, yeah, go and grab some of her things and go and follow her because she posts such good, like, little recipes and just like really good health content so if you want someone really positive to follow i would definitely go and follow her on instagram oh that's so sweet thank you so much ricky right back at you okay well i'll let you go and thank you so much for coming on you're welcome i'll chat to you soon thanks ricky thank you bye